I'm Kayla. Hi, I'm Jamie. And I'm Helene. And we are High Crime. And actually today we have a really special episode for you. We'll get into it in a minute. You know, we want to catch up first. But I will say this is a special partnership with the Queen Mary Dark Harbor. And so Jamie and I will be attending the event. And we're gonna, you're going to want to watch out on our social media because we'll you know, do stories and take pictures. And eventually when we all get our shit together, we are going to get our YouTube running and then we'll make full videos of the events for you. But so we're working with the Queen Mary because last year we decided it was our favorite haunt. Beth, I haunt, I didn't, we don't, the most baffling amazing thing about LA is having haunted houses or haunted mazes. We don't have that back home. We have one, it's in a mall, a guy with a chainsaw just chases you around. <laughs> Pennsylvania has a lot. That's all it is. Actually, last, or no, when I went home, like, a couple years ago for my cousin's baby shower, my mom, my sister, and I, because we all love horror, we went to Pennhurst Asylum, which is weird, because I've been seeing lately a bunch of, like, different articles or, like, special ghost show episodes on Pennhurst and, like, how haunted it is, because it actually was an old asylum. Yeah. It was a good haunted house. It was, like, it had, they had three mazes. Queen Mary is the best. If we get sponsored by someone else, I'll say that about them. <laughs> know, everyone know now that I don't mean that. Queen Mary is by far the best one. We had so much fun last year. To give you an idea of how much fun, we went one week and then decided not only did we need to go back the following week, but we also booked a hotel to stay on the ship. And it was on a Sunday, and so we had to wake up and drive two hours to work and it was back when I started my work so I actually tried to be on time it was that's and we were and we were yeah so that's yeah so is this this the boat that Meryl Streep was on the other day it's possible because they have like a fancy restaurant and stuff but I'll get into you know what the Queen Mary is and its history and all of that Um, But I just wanted to give you a heads up that, uh, yeah, this is a special. It's not going to be specifically murder or, like, one case. It's going to be a history and ghost story and blah, blah, blah about the Queen Mary. So it's a little different format, but I want to try to do that for around Halloween because I think there's so much cool stuff going on that Mm -hmm. I want to, you know, include that too. And then, like I said, it can be kind of, like, hand in hand. You can go on our social media and watch us actually go through mazes. Like, already I went to the It Chapter 2 pop-up, and I put that on Instagram for everyone. So we'll keep doing that. And also don't forget about our contest, but we have a bunch of cool, creepy stuff. All you have to do is you have to subscribe, give us a five-star review, and make sure you like you. we can see what your published name is. And then just comment on our Instagram post whatever name you used to write the review. And then you'll be entered into to win this, like, big package from... Midsummer mm-hmm. Dream and from me being a shopaholic in downtown LA. Love it. Yay! Enter! Are you guys ready yeah. to hear about the Queen Mary? Yes! Yeah. Alright, get excited because it's very cool. Yeah, so I listen to episodes of Lore and that's why we drink. I found articles from Ranker, Horror Buzz, LA Times. Do people know where you work? Uh, I mean, I don't care. I work at Ranker. Did you know the last two My Favorite Murders? Yes, I have- did. Yes! I posted, someone else posted about the first one, and I posted the second one. I love it. And yeah. I want to know who runs your Twitter account. Someone, yeah, someone commented, and they were like, I sent that tweet. Yes. Yeah. I was it's like, cool. I, yeah, that's awesome. 
Um, yeah, Ranker's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yay <laughs> for Kayla. The complete thought of that was the last two episodes of My Favorite Murder have referenced Ranker. Yeah. And, like, one was, like, Ranker's a great website, and then the next one, and it was Karen both times, and then Karen. Yep. And it was... And, and then, then Georgia in this episode. Oh, yeah. And then Karen said again, like, how much she loved it. Yeah. And that's pretty cool, because that's where Kayla works. Yeah. All right. Go on. Okay. So, the Queen Mary is dubbed one of the top ten most haunted places on Earth. What are... What else is up in that top? Ooh. I would have to look. Okay. I stopped at the Queen Mary. <laughs> How old is this boat? Well, you're going to find out. Titanic. It's bigger than the Titanic. Ooh. Um, it's also, you know, after it. But so, okay. In the 1930s, it was oh. built in a shipyard in Scotland. And when they were making it, they told King George V that they wanted to name the ship after England's greatest queen, meaning Queen Victoria. But George said, my wife, Queen Mary, <laughs> will be delighted to hear that. And they were too afraid to correct him, so that's why it's called the Queen Mary. Well. <laughs> I mean, she is now the greatest queen because she has a boat named after her. There so. you go. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yep. Jamie, I feel like that's something that you would do to your spouse. Absolutely. You'd be like, you'd be like, King, King Eric is awesome. He is the best. And then like your wedding comes and the boat is brought in and your husband is like, um, my name is Michael. RMS Queen Mary set sail from Scotland and actually this is really cool because even though we're doing it kind of in honor of Dark Harbor we're doing this episode um, it actually falls on an anniversary because this episode will drop the 25th mm -hmm. I believe and September 26 1934 is when this boat first set sail wow. so wow. math on how long that is did um that if you tell part of this story in a Scottish accent. I wish I could. Oh, can I? Yeah. If you send me a small, like, clip of text, like a quote, I'll do my best for you. Okay, I'm sending it now. I love it. Nope. Send it in this chat. Don't text me, because I don't have my iCloud set up. <clears throat> okay. Do I read it now, or is this a... No, this is the next line. Oh. Between, nineteen thirty-six and nineteen fifty-two, there was only one year where a ship was faster than the Queen Mary. Dude, that was so good! Thank you. Watching Brave? What? That was really, really good. Thank you. It, it took a little bit of our faces, like, listening to you. <laughs> it was amazing. If you want to send me anything else that I could butcher a Scottish accent in, let me know. Okay, okay so here, I'll, you can do the next one, I'll too. Oh. Do the next one, then we can go back to Kayla, and then also you have to do the last line of the story. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. In 1940, she was converted into a trip ship and went from carrying up to 2,000 passengers to over 15,000 people brought people to Europe to aid in World War II. <laughs> the way you say people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought I was going to lose it. 
Scottish people are probably like, what the fuck? That literally is not <laughs> what sorry. Scottish people We love you so much. I just, I, I cannot do any accents at all. It's really sad. I can do <laughs> a very brown British accent and I would read um, Eva Harry Potter in it. Aww. Yeah, and it was like terrible, but she like, because it's like kids don't realize it's a yeah. bad accent. She so loved it. She loved it. And Seamus would get so mad because he had to listen to me being like, I read Potter. <laughs> it was a cold day. I was in, like, it dropped like these weird sounds. <laughs> and yeah, anyways, I, so I'm amazed by your accent. Yes, good job. That was really good. Thank you. Did it sound Scottish or more Irish? I thought it sounded uh, Scottish. Scottish, especially I think the first one you read. Yeah, that one really did. I was because you the, you started talking and it was like kind of funny because it didn't sound like it. Yeah. And then you kept talking and I was it was like something like a switch flick. Yeah, it was yeah. just like what? I have to I have to do the other quote at the end. But Kayla, okay. go on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. In October of 1942, as Queen Mary was approaching Britain. So ships that during the war they would send, like even though Queen Mary is a huge ship, they would send like a little escort ship just to kind of shoot if someone was coming to attack them to shoot other boats. And they were taught to to uh, drive. The, do you drive a boat? Steer. Steer a boat in like a zigzag pattern to kind of avoid getting shot. I also like the idea of the giant Queen Mary being in like a zigzag. And like thinking, that's like just like an elephant, like tiptoeing. Exactly. Like, yes. That's just like, oh, oh now yeah. they can't catch me as it takes me five hours to turn <laughs> one direction. Yeah. And so, and Germany apparently had made it clear that they wanted to target the Queen Mary, which makes sense because I'll go into more detail, but like, Queen Mary carried a lot of troops yeah. and, you know, broke records and all kinds of But so Hitler had offered $250,000 and an iron cross, whatever that means, to the submarine oh. captain capable of sinking the Queen Mary. Wow. So he put a hit out. So, like, they, they needed this little escort. Fun fact, an iron cross, if you see it out and about, that person is a neo-Nazi. Fuck. That's, I realize that's probably also, like, a, um, like a, like a purple heart for oh. us. Oh, for Nazis. Yeah. Oh, okay. But when you Ugh. said Iron Cross, I had like actually pictured Hitler like carrying over a giant I did too. Like, stick in the ground. Yeah. The Iron Cross yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, put in front of your like yard. Yeah, I did too, and I knew that was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like our Purple Heart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. Okay, but so the little ship was called the HMS Curacao, and they made a directional error, and instead of traveling like zigzag like they were supposed to they ended up cutting in front of the queen mary and the queen mary was so big that it just it i mean it honestly cut the ship in two wow and it the boat sank in less than six minutes 331 of the ship's crew members died and the queen mary didn't even stop because that that was their military instructions you don't know if you don't want to be a sitting duck so they just kept going through yeah and actually last year in one of the mazes, we walked through the engine room and everyone was saying like, there's a, a weird dark feeling in that maze. That's where the like people would have gotten like sucked up when they cut the ship in half. So like oh. a lot of people actually died like in that area. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Um, also, I just like this little ship that's supposed to zigzag and then the big zigzag ship. 
and the little ship just fucking it up. I picture like the Bob Burgers where Tina's driving and he's like literally like, like, I feel, Turn like anywhere else. Yeah, I feel like it's like a giant <laughs> ship going really slow and it's like, yeah. okay, we zigzag and this one's like straight line, wait, and then they're fucking dead. Yeah. Like it's and not she's, hard they're just behind the wheel light or the steering. <laughs> yeah. Steering? No. Um the wheel, but there's another word for it. Fuck, I don't know. The stern? The hole. Oh, the wheel? Is it just called the wheel? Is there another word for it when it's on a boat? I think it's just the wheel. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> at there, the wheel, no? I don't know. Just someone at the wheel going, uh. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, I'm definitely Tina Vulture, so I get it. All right. I love it. So, years later in 1967, engineer John Smith. <laughs> um, was contracted to help with some repairs in the bow of the ship. And he said he could hear sounds. And this is a quote of his. He said, I could hear the sound of metal tearing, water rushing, and then men screaming. It sounded like there'd been a rupture of the ship's hull. It was frightful. I went up to the extreme bow section of the ship. The sound was there, but there was no water and nothing to cause it. I don't believe in supernatural things, but in all my experiences as a marine engineer, I'd never seen anything like this. I believe it. Well, and then it gets, it, like, it continues. He, after working there, he hears about the incident with Kurosawa. And, like, knowing his knowledge of ships and, like, how they work and where that accident would have taken place, he said, this is what it would have sounded and felt like if I had been in that compartment at the time. But I knew that couldn't be. So it's like ghostly shit. I believe it. I do too. Mm. Absolutely. I believe in vibes and I believe there are areas that have bad vibes on that boat. And you know what? This is my like bias for science and math as a science and math lover. So I'm sorry, but like the fact he's an engineer, I'm like, okay, and you're a very logical man. So like it has to be true. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the you thing. Is, he's, he's like, that's the thing is, he's like, I up. don't believe in this myself, yeah. but it happened to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, so, okay, here's the record. So, the Queen Mary set a record in December of 1942 for the most passengers on a single vessel with over 16,000 American soldiers on the ship. They were heading for England, and that record still stands today. Oh. Yeah. That's a lot of soldiers. People. I bet there was a lot of gay sex. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the reason. Also, there was a lot of death. Like, a lot of soldiers. Like, one of the rumors is that there are, like, soldiers haunting the ship because I think they said they buried someone at sea, like, every four minutes or something because there were yeah. so many tens of thousands. And the Queen Mary was, like, she was painted gray and, like, her windows were blacked out because they wanted to be able to kind of camouflage with the sea. Mm -hmm. But so that means that you're just, like, in this tiny bottom part of the ship, like, boiling. Yeah. With, like, no air and no, like, Ooh. sounds awful. A freak wave, nearly 100 feet tall, crashed into the Queen Mary and pushed her over. She came within three degrees of capsizing. And people have said that because she, I mean, she was carrying, like, 16,000 Americans. American troops at that mm -hmm. time to bring them to England to help in fighting World War II. And some people say that if the Queen Mary had sunk when she came that close, it would have changed the outcome of the war. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, then Hitler would have come to America, and I wouldn't be on this podcast, but you guys would be fine. Yeah. If I had a, a collar, I'd pull it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So the events of that night um, went on to inspire the 1969 film, The Poseidon Adventure. Uh. And fun fact, they also inspired this year's new maze at Queen Mary Dark Harbor, just called Rogue, and it sounds fucking amazing. It, it's taking the place of what was last year's Dead Rise. And it's the De Dead Rise is the one with the captain. So it was like, okay. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a standout to me, like Intrepid and, um... Where's the one with time through the meat cleaver? That's Feast. Feast. Yeah, yeah, which I will talk about in a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... Through a meat cleaver? Uh, through, like, an oven. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It was, like, a knife. Yeah, yeah, we didn't walk through a knife. I'm triggered left and right here, guys. <laughs> oh, Sorry. just wait. Sorry. I've got coats, I've got mazes. This year's maze. So, maze designer John Cook, who's, like, I learned this year that he's just like a massive superstar when it comes to these haunts. He used to work for like one of them and then he started his own company and now he, he like I watched panels at Midsummer Scream and he was on like almost every single one. Like he works with Knott's, he works with Queen Mary, he works with I think Universal too. Like he's oh. just, yeah. Um, but so he was describing this maze and he said, so it's built like underneath a dome. So you're walking through, you'll see like waves coming and wait for it. So there's 40 effect. And since the wave almost capsized the Queen Mary, there's, there will be scenes in this maze that are almost entirely upside down. <gasps> what? Yeah, right? It sounds wild. That's insane. I want to go. You have Fly to out. It, the Queen Mary, I would go like every week, honestly. What is it's it? so fun. We should stay there again. It's, yeah, we need to. I yes, need to good. Look at, okay. We need to figure out when and we need to look at, yeah. Yeah. Okay. When are you guys going? In October, but it, it well, start well. It starts September twenty sixth. I was gonna say maybe we should go like beginning of October. Yeah. Well, we we they're they're putting us on the press list for the twenty sixth. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. We're going on the twenty sixth. Yeah. I mean, we I I assume we'll go again. Yeah. Because that's like the opening slash press night. Okay. Where is it? Is it in Long Beach? Long Beach, my favorite. Yeah. One of my favorite places she in California. Beach. How, where, how far is that from LA? Like an, an hour, hour and a half south. Yeah. People well, freak out when they are like, I have to go to Long Beach. It's really not that bad. Not that bad. It's not. I love nice. it. I like Long Beach, yeah. I love it. So, <laughs> the ship transported American troops home after the war, and also over 20,000 women and their infants were taken to the U.S. on the Queen Mary, and they called these trips bride and baby voyages, because it was the women that the troops married overseas and, you know, went back. Um, then in 19... imagine being on that ship? Like, no. a bunch of fucking pregnant women and children running around screaming? No. That's horrible. That's horrifying. Count me out. Okay, done. In 1947, the Queen Mary was refitted for luxury travel, so she went back to being like, just like a fancy, like, Titanic-type boat. Um, she continued to be a luxury cruise liner until 1967, when airplanes, you know, made that kind of cruise traveling obsolete. Um, she arrived in California on December 9th, 1967, and docked in Long Beach, where she resides now and she was converted into a museum, hotel, and tourist attraction. 
Ooh, wow. She has quite the history. Can I read anything else in a Scottish accent? Her nickname because of her dark... <laughs> no, I can't do it anymore! <laughs> Let me try it. Her, her dark colors and her stealthy missions was the Grey Ghost. When she was transporting troops, they painted the whole ship grey and the blacked out the windows to camouflage with the sea. <laughs> that was good, a little, a little forced, but that was your back. <laughs> Thank you. I just can't, I can't go back. Something just, a Scottish ghost overtook me in that first sentence. It really did. It really I'm did definitely it. leaving that in. It was so good. Uh, so the pools were not modernized like the rest of the hotel. And they're still there, but they're only available for private tours. They're not like functioning pools anymore. It's just kind of like an empty room, basically. And on the tours, people have heard splashing, the laughter of children, and they have felt water spray. And people have even said they'd seen wet footprints on the floor, but there's no water in the pool. Oh. Do they not have any pools on the Queen Mary? I don't think so. Yeah. Because they used to have a few. They had like a first class one and a second class one. And they're, they're very haunted, actually. And the changing rooms, the women's changing rooms in the first class pool are like, apparently a lot of shit went down in there. There's a lot of energy and activity. Uh, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, they have big, strong fire doors that shut automatically in case of an emergency. And they were designed to close airtight so they could kind of, you know, section off a, a part of the ship if something bad happened so that the ship could stay afloat. And in 1966, the ship conducted a fire drill. It was just a test of the safety systems. Um, but it included the fire doors, which were engaged. So then 18-year-old um, John Petter was, you know, he like worked... I don't know, on the ship, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't whatever it's called. And he was going back and forth, because the doors, like, they're those heavy, secure doors, and they mm -hmm. close slowly. Mm -hmm. So he was going back and forth, basically playing chicken, like, seeing how many times he could go back and forth. And door 13 shut when he was halfway through, crushing him and cutting him in half. <sighs> yeah, and so at Midsummer Scream this year, at the Queen Mary panel, we learned that for the first time ever, guests will actually get to walk through door 13 as part of the feast maze. Wow. And so Charity Hill is the co-executive producer for Dark Harbor, and she said, I love door 13. Technically, it's the most haunted place of the ship, and fans will come face-to-face -face with Half-Hatch Harry, which is the nickname they gave, even though his name is Peter. His nickname is Half-Hatch ha Harry. No. I'm pretty sure it's... I wrote Harry twice, but I'm pretty sure it's Half-Hatch Henry. Hold on. I just need to look. You I'm... guys, yeah. I think a ghost just came here. What? I thought you freaking out. Yeah, I thought you maybe had something else delivered. Yeah, it's Henry. My remote is on the couch. Mm -hmm. That TV has been just like... Chilling on, it's like screensaver. You have to press the thing. For oh, it I to saw go it change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we are telling ghost stories right now. Mm -hmm. You guys, uh, chill. I'm, I live alone now, okay? I'm talking to ghosts. I know. Mm -hmm. What? Do you have sage? No. Oh, you need to get sage. I always have sage at the ready. I would just, I just go to sleep. Because like, I was like, oh, am I sitting? Jameson. Am I sitting on the remote? They no. 
Don't yell at it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to yell. I'm just scared. Who's here? Don't no, show no, your. No, 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 no. Just say, I mean you no harm. I just want to continue my podcast. Oh, I mean you no harm. I just want to continue my podcast. Can we? Yeah. Have some snacks. Have some Stop. garlic bread. I have too much. Well, you should just let it. Yeah. Okay. Those All right. I'm not going to believe you. Don't jinx her. Right. Okay. So. What did you say? Nothing. 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 So fans will come face to face with half hatched Henry where he was killed. And this is inside the feast maze, which is, was one of our favorites our last favorite. year. And that's the one with the chef, but I will talk more about the chef in a little bit. So right now I, I, we've done the history, which there's, I mean, we could go, we could do multiple episodes on this. There's so much history between Mary, but there's your brief, well not brief history. And now I'm going to talk about some ghosts that are unknown to be aboard the queen Mary. So the first one, like I said, it's John Petter, a.k.a. Half Hatch Henry. That time, okay, his nickname is Half Hatch Henry. In my notes, I wrote Half Half Harry. I saw that! <laughs> okay. So security guards have heard the door, the big fire door, open and close while patrolling, and that is not something that should, like, that shouldn't be happening. Mm -hmm. And people often see Petter in the corridors and the elevators near the engine room. And they often see him walking around, but then he'll disappear when he gets to door 13. He'll disappear when he gets to door 13. And some have felt, this is awful, like tugging on their purse or on their clothes. They've heard banging on pipes and they've seen greasy handprints just appear seemingly out of nowhere. Mm -mm. And Nancy Ann, a f she was a tour guide on the Queen Mary in the 80s, and she describes seeing who she believed to be Petter. So this is a quote of hers, and she says, I don't know why I turned around, but I turned around, and standing right behind me on the step was a man. He had on blue overalls, and they were dirty. When I stepped aside to let him go by, he wasn't there. He was gone. Creepy. So yeah, people are rumored to see him, and he's wearing, like, work overalls, and I think he has, like, a mustache and he's kind of young looking because he was 18 um so will you see half hatch henry at dark harbor <laughs> is he attractive oh yeah what is he attractive i don't know i didn't specify i'll look him up jamie would you date him if he's over 511 yeah i couldn't say yeah absolutely all right so Jamie is down to date a ghost, and we're going to move on. Speaking of Tina Belcher, <laughs> we're going to keep him in a shoebox. Um, so Jacqueline Torin goes by ja or is known as Jackie. So Jackie is known for splashing around the first and second class pool areas. Guests have heard her singing, splashing, and giggling. And she's been heard asking for her parents and her teddy, which is so sad. So, yeah, it gets worse. So Jackie met her demise on a slide. So the Queen Mary was like super cool and had slides with the pools. But the problem is if a big wave hit it, it could kind of shift things. And so she's on the slide. A big wave hit the Queen Mary and she ended up falling off the slide and cracking her neck on the side of the pool. Ooh. Yeah, so she haunts the pool now. And there's another little girl who's been seen in the pool areas carrying a teddy bear and they think she might be looking for her mom. And she's regularly found in what used to be the nursery on the ship, which is also mm -hmm. really sad. And these, I believe, are likely the inspiration for uh, a longtime Dark Harbor character, which is Scary Mary. 
And so she has a maze called Lullaby, and that one I really liked oh, too. Yeah. Um, so this is a quote from Kathy Love. She was a maintenance supervisor on the Queen Mary. So she said, we came into the pool and we heard giggling, the sound of a little girl playing in the area. And at that point, I noticed there was splashing. The splashing stopped, the giggling continued, and we observed wet footprints of a small child walking across the locker room. I know that I saw what I saw. I'm not sure exactly why I saw it, but I know it was there. Creepy. Uh-huh. Um, but Jackie isn't the only spirit who haunts the pools. This one, we don't know her name, but it was a woman in her late 20s or early 30s, and she's said to wander the first-class pool, and she's often seen, like I said, those changing rooms are really supernaturally charged. Mm -hmm. She's often seen heading to the changing rooms or walking along the edge of the pool, and she's always seen in a 1930s-style bathing suit. And sometimes people even see puddles of water or footprints before they realize that they look up and see the woman in the bathing suit is there. And that's what they call her. They just call her the woman in the bathing suit. Mm. Wow, she doesn't get like a fun name? Like Sassy Sally or like something like that? No, it's very much like, oh, she's in a bathing suit? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, like I said, the lullaby maze is kind of based on Mary's story and it's been updated for this year because they had this maze last year as well and so now this year uh there's going to be a medium named Marty Roberts and so he brings you to the pool where scary Mary they recreated the pool where scary Mary died she drowned in 1952 yeah. and so scary Mary is said to lure you to a watery grave in, and <laughs> in my note, so it's, she said to lure you to a watery grave. And again, this is in the first class pool. <laughs> so in my notes, I wrote, at least we're going out first class. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so next story is the lady in white. And she is often seen in the Queen's Salon, which had formerly been the first class lounge. Mm -hmm. uh, classy bitch. So she, she's either seen dancing the night away in a corner of the lounge or wandering around the lobby near the piano like it yeah same <laughs> some guests have seen her walking down the stairs or disappearing near the elevators visitors have described her as a young beautiful woman decked out in an evening gown from the 1930s and as i said it's a white gown um so this character is embodied because the cool thing about the queen mary is a lot of their mazes and characters are based on actual like things that happened or the legends of the ship so there's a character at dark harbor that is called Graceful Gale. And uh, so that's kind of like, you'll see this character of this like beautiful woman in a white dress walking around. She looks very melancholy. Um, and so she used to have her own maze. It was called Soulmate Till Death Do Us Part. And she would lure sailors into her lair, cut them up, and then try to reassemble them into the perfect man. <laughs> and of course, a search for a perfect man is going to be like not going to be very fruitful mm -hmm. so she just ends up alone and covered in blood surrounded by her victims Same. Same. okay can i <laughs> can i fucking tell you guys i love you so much literally my note says same <laughs> <laughs> i wrote and then i wrote same you know minus the blood and the victims I was gonna say, I feel not like minus. <laughs> not minus the blood maybe minus the victims yeah <laughs> same same. Well, Just, I'm glad we're all same with Graceful Gale. Yeah. 
Dana, this is one of the more devastating stories from the Queen Mary. It happened in B-474, so not like the main scary room, but... Oh, I was like, wait, that sounds wrong. Yeah. So a man strangled his wife and his young child, and he left their bodies laying on the bed. He then went into the bathroom where he shot his other daughter, and that's Dana, before turning the gun on himself. So it's like John List shit. Yeah. Annihilator. Um... Again, talking about male entitlement, they honestly think that their family's be- better off dead than dealing with whatever embarrassment is going on. Mm, yep. But at least he, at least he killed himself because a lot of times they don't. They like start a new life. I think Helene's ghost might be a family annihilator. Annihilator. Why would you say that? Because they your ghost again. Is that why you're looking around? Yeah, Helene keeps turning around. I heard something. Maybe they are having some garlic bread. <laughs> My piano was on. I turned it off. Shit. You have a piano? Right? <laughs> it's electric. Yeah. It's electric. So, na, na, na. Do you play? Yeah, I do. I do. Do you want me to play you guys something? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's finish. Let's finish. Okay. All right. So yeah, so Family Annihilator. So some say Dana has roamed the Queen Mary ever since, which is sad. And she's said to haunt the archive and the cargo areas, and people have heard her playing among the crates. Some visitors have also said they'd seen Dana wandering near the second class pool crying for her mother. Mm. That's just very, it reminds me of, like, The Office when they play trivia and everybody splits up to their respective groups and she's just like, I know my place. I'll haunt the second class. <laughs> um, uh, server Carol Layden described seeing a ghost in one of the Queen Mary's restaurants. So this is a quote and she said, for some reason I picked up a cup of coffee and went out to the tables and there was a lady sitting there. I was so fascinated by her dress. She appeared to be in a late afternoon cocktail type dress from the 40s. She had dark hair, rolled at the sides, no makeup on. She seemed very pale, but I never saw her move. I left the table, went up about 10 feet, turned around because I wanted to take another look and there was nothing there. Yikes. Yeah. Wow. That's rough, too. So this is second senior staff officer, William E. Stark. So I guess it had been a rough day, or Stark had done a really good job, so the captain was like, have some gin. So, like, not only was it permission, but it's like, it's from the fucking captain. Yeah. So, like, I've got it. It's almost an order. You know, yeah. I have to have some gin. So this was September 18th, 1949, but he couldn't find it. I'm guessing there wasn't a lot on board. Maybe they were like, I don't know, more prohibitive. Uh, so he was like, okay, I need to find this gin. So he goes to steward FR Stokes and he's like, do you know where it is? And the steward found a a bottle of gin. It was labeled that way. And so he gave it to him. What they, what neither of them knew was that it was an empty bottle of gin and someone else on the ship decided to use it to store tetrachloride, which is a cleaning solution. No. And to me, that seems like a terrible idea. Like, could you take the label off or something? Yeah. I don't know how it, labeling worked back then, but also, like, it seems dangerous to put chemicals that can kill you in a container that is labeled a liquid. Also, like, what kind of shit gin were they drinking that when they poured it and it's like bright blue and tastes like soap, they were like <laughs> alarmed? I think it was just in a bottle and I think he just like took a swig. Idiot. Um, but so. 
they should have poured a bigger glass. They always um, so he took a sip and he knew obviously immediately that something was wrong, but at the same time, it was too late at that point. He went to Stoker's room. This is the steward's quote. So he says, um, Mr. Stark came in my cabin and said, I have drunk some kind of acid. I said, I'm sorry, sir. I thought it was gin. <laughs> and then Stark fell into a coma and later died. And it was a very agonizing, horrible death. And people have reported seeing him walking around the main deck, as well as his personal quarters, and some have seen him in the engine room holding a clipboard. Oh, holding a clipboard. Very official. Yeah, yeah he's even he though... second staff sergeant something. Yeah, he fucking died on the ship, and he's still like, well, we need to make sure everything's okay. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the best I'm posting with on my Tinder? People like him. <laughs> Maybe you're just matching with him over and over again, and now he haunts you. <laughs> That's who was in your demon. He knew we were gonna berate him on our podcast, Jamie. I know. I'm sorry. Keep keep breaking the air conditioning. I never want to feel <laughs> coldness again. Okay. <laughs> the next ghost is Winston Churchill. Okay. What? This is right. Oh, okay. So the Queen Mary's Sir Winston restaurant is actually named for Winston Churchill because he was on the ship so often and he would often kind of use it as like a military, like they'd do, they'd plan stuff on the ship. And um, so he often appears as a ghostly figure in a top hat, tails, and slicked back hair. He's known for some reason, this makes me think of you. I don't know. He's known to clear his throat loudly behind guests to gain their attention. And then he quickly runs through the wall that leads to the men's room. <laughs> so he's like, <clears throat> and then when you turn around, he runs to the bathroom. <laughs> don't know how to take uh, that that reminds you of me but I, I don't know either um, but i just I think i'm flattered i think the aggressive throat clearing is oh what yeah did it. i was gonna say the bathroom i don't also yeah. could be that i don't really know it just kind of thank you you're welcome um he's primarily spotted in the restaurant um but he also stayed aboard the queen mary several times during world war ii the entire M deck was reserved for him and all of his people and he actually signed the t-day decoration declaration mm -hmm on one of his trips aboard the Queen Mary. Yeah. Um, guests, this is the best. Maybe this is more you, except regular cigarette and not cigar. Okay. But so guests have reported seeing his spirit in his private quarters, blah, blah, blah. But they've reported smell, the overpowering smell of cigar smoke near his room <laughs> and the M deck, even though you're not allowed to smoke in those areas. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yes, there you go. Yes, that is <laughs> also. Somehow. Do you okay. think Winston Churchill haunts um, the ship today because everybody in California has something on their Pinterest that says, like, keep calm and quilt on or, like, Probably. keep calm and husband on or, like, something like that? I, do, do you think when... Is that do you think when... Winston Churchill. The keep calm and carry on is Winston Churchill. Of course, the British, like like a huge you know there's something horrible going on and they're like no don't overreact don't be dramatic just just deal with it oh my think god think of the queen mine blown <laughs> mm -hmm. i've been trying to figure out where that's come from <laughs> for years see this podcast is so informative holy shit right 
I'm good for I'm good for things. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that because I've asked several people like, where does that come from? And they're like, oh, it's just a thing. It, it came it's from just a thing. Oh, it's like, no, it's, it's not just a thing. My dad has a magnet of it, and my dad's not a person to have a keep calm and carry on magnet I, because but it's, it's a cute thing. Yeah, he. We have history magnets. So if anyone ever wants to see a picture of my parents' fridge, the next time I'm there, I will take a picture for you. They have great magnets. They do. Can I also say my Winston Churchill related thing was that I was watching um, The Darkest Hour, The Finest Hour. I think it's Darkest. The Darkest Hour with my sister. And I did not realize the whole like Winston Churchill has a corgi that he loves was a thing. And they were sitting there eating dinner, and I screamed because they thought he had a pet fox, and I was so excited. <laughs> and then I found out it was a corgi, and it was the most, like, one of the most disappointing moments of my life. <laughs> oh, my God. And when you stay on the Queen Mary, like, in the souvenir shops, they have little corgis. They do, and they're so cute. <laughs> Not a fox, uh, No. Um, okay, so the chef is the next one. Favorite. Yeah, this one's great. Also part of the feast maze. So, because of the chef's poor cooking and bad attitude in World War II, the galley crew are said to have revolted and shoved him into a walk-in oven and then left him there to cook. And that's how he died. And that apparently is a true story. And the Maze Feast is bringing that horrible story to life. And it's, that honestly is one of the best mazes. It's so good. You have to crawl on your hands and knees through a hot oven. Um, and, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's really hot, but that's what one of the quotes said, but. Isn't that what we crawled through? We, no, we did. And it was so funny when we did it. Cause like the, the event, like co-producer, executive producer, whatever, she was saying like, legally, like we have to give you options. We can't make you do it. Yeah. Um, but they want everyone to do it. So I guess if you look able-bodied enough, cause yeah. I remember, I distinctly remember that the, scene cause you could see the thing you have to crawl through. And then there was like this big, scary chef guy or like army guy or something blocking the doorway and I went to walk and he blocked it and he pointed and I was like (laughs) okay yeah and then like he wouldn't move yeah like oh and we were both like in dresses (laughs) yeah I remember thinking I'm flat because I I fully was because I was wearing that black skirt which is really short actually I wasn't I was just in leggings but it was like clearly like booty up in the face (laughs) but it was great but it was fun that that means was really fun and fun fact the walk-in oven on the Queen Mary where the chef was killed is reportedly used to this day to make cookies, cakes, and pastries. Fuck is wrong with you? Ooh, case cookies and cakes. Yeah, cannibal case cookies and cakes. <laughs> um, but yeah, Never this is really good too because it's really long. It is really long. It's my favorite means. I have a correction. Yeah. Winston Churchill did not say that. Sort of. Well, he did say... He said, I'll tell you what he said. Okay. He said to stand firm and carry on. So where did keep calm and carry on come from? It's part, actually, this plays into Kayla's birthday because on June 27th, 1939, the keep calm and carry on poster was designed by the Ministry of Information during World War II. And it was part of a series of three called Home Publicity. The others read, your courage, your cheerfulness, your resolution will bring us victory, and freedom is in peril, defend it with all your might. Each poster showed the slogan under a representation of the Tuta crown. They were intended to be distributed to strengthen morale. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
And um, also, my the, birthday is June 28th. That's what I was I was thinking that. And I was thinking, why is it closer to Kayla? I got Why is it closer to yeah. me than you? Yeah. And I was like, hilarious. Yeah. Two of us, we should win this. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I guess it's all. I guess because our birthday already happened and yours was yet to come. So you're going by Price is Right rules. I was gonna say round up, but like that's shit. <laughs> I just it's <laughs> all wrong. You made her so mad. She's leaving. <laughs> Bye. Um, oh, here, there's another one here too. But the keep calm. The other slogans were more popular, and the keep calm and carry on was not popular, like that specific phrase, until a lost copy of the original pamphlet was found in a bookshop in England in the year 2000. Mm. And that's how it became so insipid and why every fucking t-shirt shop <laughs> and boardwalk shop has like, keep calm and minion on. And then you want to take a <laughs> knife and stick it through your eye. That's what you're getting next year for your birthday. Oh, 100%. Keep calm. And <laughs> oh God. The next spirit or spirits found on the ship are cats. Don't cats. Also has a oh, damn it, I'm eating. An exclamation mark. <laughs> has an exclamation mark like the musical. Cats. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about the cats. Does cats have an exclamation at the end? Yeah. Um. So okay. So guests have told stories of ghostly cats haunting the ship. There have been EVPs of meows. <laughs> Um, near the, everything is the in, by the fucking pools. Cats don't like water. Why are they at the pool? But so they're near the first and second class pools. Some guests have reported feeling something invisible brushing up against their legs. I believe it. And I do too. My sister's cat Angelo is the loudest, noisiest cat. <laughs> and it's like when he doesn't like stuff. So I imagine a bunch of cats around. With, well, it's all the time on. Yeah. But. They're around the water and they want to complain about it. Okay, now we're we're getting close to the end now, and I want to talk about B three forty, which is the most haunted room on the ship. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you're a high roller and you like scary things, you can stay in room B three forty. So it used to be closed. I'll talk more about that in a minute. It used they completely stripped the room and it was closed, but now they've redone it. And if you stay there, it comes with a chest of things to quote unquote amplify your overnight haunt experience <laughs> so it comes with a, the chest comes with a ouija board tarot cards and a crystal ball wow mm -hmm. wow and jamie can probably see it but helene get ready to hear how expensive this room is she moved up <laughs> closer to the camera ready beautiful okay i'm ready night in b340 is uh -huh. 599 dollars and with taxes and fees, it comes to seven oh eight ninety seven for one night. Wow. Oh. Money I put down on my car. <laughs> that sounds like what a hotel room like that would cost. I guess, but like Oh wait, not so on my car. There's another zero. It's expensive, but if you think about it like there's a hotel in Brooklyn that doubles as a homeless shelter here and it's two fifty a night. Wow. That's so, that's New York. That's New York mm -hmm. bullshit. Yeah. Homeless shelter. But if you're paying for a room, it's two fifty a night. Bullshit. Fuck that. People like get mad about it on the reviews, but it's like, hey, you could go to Yelp or, you know, whatever for a reason. The um 
That's true. But the Queen Mary has good, like for their non B340 rooms, they have really good deals for if you're going to stay there during Dark Harbor. Because that's what we did last year, and that's what we're going to do again this year. Although the deals are better for the beach days, which is kind of annoying. Yeah, well, that's how it always is. All right, B340. Um, they've had complaints of strange noises, footsteps, faucets turning on and off, hangers moving in the closet, furniture moving, voices, guests being touched, and the best one, aka the worst one, the comforter being ripped off of the bed. No. Nope. So it was such a hassle because the, the guests, you know, were complaining about it and even the staff didn't want to go into the room. That that's why they initially stripped it bare and they weren't running it out anymore. And actually, when we were there last, we had to look for it because yeah. all every room has like a brass like plate that says like what number and what and, and it also says no smoking. <laughs> um, and they they don't have one for the Queen Mary. Someone scratched into the wall 340, but like you go right from like 338 to 342. Yeah. Wow. And why why is that the room where all the family was murdered? So, no, it wasn't. So there are many rumors as to why this room is so haunted. One uh, is because a staff member was reportedly murdered in this room. Another legend says that a pregnant bride, like one of the women in the Brides and Babies uh, voyage. Um, Brides and Babies, it sounds like a, a now a fun cruise you can go on. <laughs> Except <laughs> it wouldn't be fun to have, like... Oh, it'd be miserable. Babies, why are you bringing babies on a cruise? Baby that would be <laughs> high-strung people. Yeah. And like, um, but yeah, so they were. She <laughs> she was on that that uh, ship, and it said that um, she went insane and locked herself, or she locked herself in that room and went crazy after her lover rejected her and her baby. Same. <laughs> <laughs> but there's one more story. So there's Samuel the Savage, mm. and you can meet him yourself at the B340 maze, although I don't know that you'd want to, because during a cross-Atlantic voyage in October of 1948, I love that there's always dates because it's so, like, legit. Yeah. Um, a passenger named Samuel went on a bloody rampage against passengers and staff aboard the Queen Mary until they locked him in stateroom B340, and then he vanished. When the police came and went back into the room, it, there were blood-soaked walls. He had carved, like, scary shit into the walls and furniture, but they couldn't find him. And to this day, they don't know what happened to him. So, Who is he? Samuel the Savage. But, like, it did, what, did he have an occupation? I mean, was he, like... He was just did a he like, He was crazy. Did he like sports? I don't fucking know. He loved sports. <laughs> did he have a girlfriend? Yeah, he killed her. Oh. I'm making a story now. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't have, like, a connected real-life story for the Intrepid Maze, but that was one of my favorite mazes last year. It was one of your favorites, too. That was the one that had those crazy light effects that oh, it made it look like you were so wading cool. through water, like, up to your waist. And then they had the, like, monsters who dove under the water and were, like, you had Pop to... Up. It was so scary and it was so cool. And actually, I interviewed Charity Hill, who's one of the, like, you know, head people at Dark Harbor, and um, she said that was her favorite thing last year, and she said it's coming back in a big way this year, but she didn't tell me where. Do you think it's a tidal wave? I'm wondering if it's the lullaby maze, because since they're recreating the pool death, I'm wondering oh. if 
you like drown in the pool because you're under the water. I don't know, but um, I'm very excited to see. Yeah. If you guys brought me there, I would have to wear a adult diaper. <laughs> I would a hundred percent. Honestly, it's pretty scary. Like I on like I know this seems like I'm just saying this because we're like advertising the event kind of, but really I think people are sleeping on the Queen Mary. Like Completely. I because everyone talks about Halloween horror nights and there's knots and blah blah blah. But like I could not believe the quality of the mazes and the the overall like design. Like one of the mazes is circus and you go into like a circus tent and there's different routes you can take and there's like a scary ringleader who you can get coins from for mm -hmm. the secret bars and like there's like a ball pit in one area. Like it's like nuts. It's so immersive. Secret bars? Oh, oh, that's our favorite part. And actually that's my next next paragraph. So um Queen or Queen Harbor? Queen Mary Dark Harbor has 17 bars. One of them is an ice bar, which is we went at least twice. It's yeah. so fun. Because it's like nine dollars and you get two vodka shots and you get to hang out in like those crazy big jackets in a room that's entirely ice. And the ice is sculpted into like creepy thrones and skeletons and like cool <laughs> shit like that. After you run through a maze screaming and freaking out, you're it's covered nice in sweat. To, yeah. It's really nice to walk into an ice bar. It is, it's nice. Um, but so that's one of the bars. They have different theme bars and then they have their hidden bars. So this year they have four and they're in mazes or they're in secret locations. So you have to talk to people at the Queen Mary, like bartenders, characters, like different attendants. And they have these little wooden coins and they have designs on the front and back. And so the design, one of the sides of the coin is a clue to where, what maze, and where in the maze. Like there was one last year for feet and it was three claw marks. So like on one side it showed you what maze it was, so it's feast. And the other side was a three claw mark. So as you're walking through feast, you see these big claw marks on a door and you knock on that door and then they open it like a secret club, like in freaking Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Mm -hmm. And then you give them the coin and you're in. And then a lot of the secret bars, you can see other areas of the maze. So you can sit there with your like fucking birthday cake shot or like mm -hmm. whatever weird shot and look out and see people getting scared. It's amazing. It is the coolest thing. And some of them have like fun photo ops too. And you can squirt water at people. Yeah, there's some that are interactive, so you can make stuff, like you can push a button and something in the maze will happen, and then you can see someone get scared like in real time. Whoa. It's yeah, I would fucking cool. Some of them I would 100 I feel like you can't even see the door. Like you no, see it, it's really you, like, hard, yeah. walk up to it, and you're like, I feel like we've spent some time trying to open one. Oh, no, the feast one. Yeah, okay. Because it was, like, a little away from where the scratch marks were, and we, yeah. like, we, like, we're just standing there. Yeah. Which then is, it's fun, but also scary, because someone could come up to you, because you're in a maze. Yeah. It's, it's really, really cool. It's really good. You and, I have a... And we have, they're using the same, fun fact, everybody, they're using the same tokens this year as they were last year, so if you got one and didn't get a chance to go into a maze or saved it for posterity... Well, now it's your ticket. So we already we already have, because did you save one? I saved one. I saved one. And then at the presentation at Midsummer Scream, I got another one. So we already, we only have one more token we need. We already yeah. have three tokens. Assuming that you and I save the same token. I think, or if, I I think if we have multiple and we're like, 
talking to the bartenders and we're like, yeah. hey, like, do you have the other one? Like, we have two of the same one. Yeah. I think, I bet they, because they're pretty cool. And like last year, we got one of the tokens because we walked in and we were just excited to be there. And our bartender was like a freaking model. And we were like, you're so, you're yeah. so gorgeous. You're so cool. And she was like, oh my God. And then gave us a fucking token. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, we were just being like drunk girls and mm-hmm. we got a token. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh yeah, they have a whisk. One of the bars is a whiskey tasting room. I was gonna say this year they have a buffet, but like we don't really eat because we're so concentrated with drinking when yeah. we're there. Yeah. I mean, seventeen bars, right? <laughs> um, but what were you gonna say? Oh, I have a fun scary maze story for you. Okay, it's the last scary maze I went on, and that was like over fourteen years ago, Holy I believe. Shit. It was like a very long time ago. I was a teenager and I insisted it was like House of Wax. Um, and it was at Madame Tussauds. There's a new, first of all, I've been through that, the scary section. Second of all, there's a new maze. Sorry to segue real quick into knots, but there's a new maze this year that reminded me of House of Wax. So yeah, so I was there and I insisted to my mom and dad that I do it. And my mom went with me and I insisted. She's like, are you sure you don't like scary things? And I was just really excited because I really like Jared Padalecki and Paris Hilton. <laughs> and I was like, I want to do it. And so we did it. And I literally, like, within the first, like, five, um, and I just need everybody to know that if they've li- listened to all the episodes, they know that I have, like, anxiety. So I'm an undiagnosed, anxious teenager, unmedicated. Bless you. Thank you. Bless you. And I go into this haunted maze at Madame Tussauds and it's like people jump out at you. And the first person jumped out at me from behind the scenes at me and my mom. And I go apoplectic. I pee myself a little and I start running in random directions. I run through the exhibit, through the cast members section and out into like a random part of the museum. And then... A, like, zombie comes out while I'm, like, screaming in the middle of, like, now, like, the president section. <laughs> and he goes, you're going the wrong way. <laughs> I'm in character the whole time. <laughs> That's a good one, that guy. Yeah, it is. Scare actors are so cool. I got to see the <laughs> auditions for Queen Mary this year. And, like, those people deserve all the props i usually don't think about it because i'm so scared but like they're so fucking committed and they're so scary and it's such a physical thing to do because you're constantly moving in all these weird positions like if you're listening and you're a scare actor like i fucking love you prop props also i just i love that Helene story yeah i wanted to say medic unmedicated same because i remember i used to be terrified like i only started doing this when i after i graduated college Cause it used to be like, I loved horror movies, but Krista loved haunted houses and my mom did too. And so like we'd watch horror movies and I always found it funny cause Krista would get really scared. Whereas she would then go into a maze and I was yeah. like, no fucking way. Yeah. But I also like was really curious about it. So I'd watch all the travel channel shows about like the scariest haunted houses. And I would ask her, like she'd go and be like, tell me everything. And she's like, why don't you just go in? <laughs> um, and then uh, I remember we were on the Jersey shore and there was ah. one of those like permanent haunted houses. So they're the worst because it's like 
it's not like if you go to like Halloween Horror Nights during spooky season, like there's a line. But if you go to one of these, like they're freestanding, they're always there, so there's not a crowd. So like you're the one they focus on. Um, although this wasn't a normal maze, but I I was expecting it to be. It was a 3D like Egyptian three themed pop up, so it was like mummies and pharaohs and shit. Okay. And it was basically like 90% of it was just like bright color, like neon colors and you're wearing like 3D glasses and it's like, I walked through without the glasses <laughs> and I still almost ran the entire time. And there were no actors. It was just like things would pop up. And like there was at the end, it was one of those things where like, it was a bunch of like, not tombs, um, so like sarcophagi and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so they like fall and then like they reach for you, those like mummies. And I just, I looked at it and I just ran completely through, just left my mom and sister behind. <laughs> and then now look at me, I'm like, I wanna go to as many as I can. I mean, to be fair, I still, we hold on to each other in the Oh, noises. I freak out. And then it's an unspoken rule that if things get too hairy, we can let go and run in separate directions. And I hate that rule. <laughs> and Kayla says it's an unspoken rule, yet she's the only one that's ever spoken it or I'm sorry. It. I'm sorry. It's every man for himself. And that's why you <laughs> something, because I will make you spider walk with me, <laughs> and we will not leave each other. One of my favorite, I mean, even though, like, I don't even talk to Riley anymore, but one of my favorite things is Riley, Madison, Madison, Madeline, and I went to Halloween Horror Nights together, and Madeline is, like, I mean, you've met her. She's, like, the mm -hmm. chillest person in the world. So, like, she's, like, going through the maze, just, like, looking at shit unaffected. And, like, yeah. Riley and I are, like, I mean, me more so than Riley. Um, but so she was walking in front of us. Riley and I were linked arms. And we were leaving this one area on the back lot. So, like, you're in, like, a scare zone. Mm -hmm. And this guy in, like, riot gear with a chainsaw runs up to us. And we stopped looked at each other and then immediately threw our arms down and ran opposite ways and then we met at the tram <laughs> and I was just like no that's how it is no we both got gonna, there safely if we're gonna play that game I'm gonna push you behind me and run faster <laughs> if it becomes every man for himself it becomes every man for himself <laughs> and this is where her sociopath mm -hmm. why why in horror <laughs> right. why in haunted houses are men allowed to carry real chainsaws are they are real? They? Do they, are they allowed to carry, like, active chainsaws? I think you can carry real ones if there's no chain Yeah. It. So it's just, like, the sound. Oh. I could be wrong, though. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure... I think that's it. Yeah. I mean, if, if not that, then with how things are these days, I'm sure it's, like, plastic because they would get sued so fucking fast. I'm pretty sure, yeah, you're not allowed to carry an active one. Yeah. I mean, it's, it stands to reason. Yeah. You're running. That's also danger to yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So the last thing is another character is the voodoo priestess. So she runs the fire shows at Queen Mary. But this year, she'll only be there the opening weekend oh. because then she travels to Orlando. Um, so this is the 10th anniversary year of the Queen Mary. Or of Dark Harbor, Queen Mary's been around for so long. <laughs> of Dark Harbor at Queen Mary. It's the 10th year, which is really cool. And so they're opening their maze in Florida. It's the first time they're doing this. And um, so at, when she travels to Florida, she's going to be this, like, you know, famous or infamous voodoo priestess named Mambo Cecile. 
and um, the attraction that she's at is called Dark Horizon. So that's the Orlando, so Dark Harbor and Dark Horizon. And there are three mazes at Orlando at Dark Horizon. One is called Voodoo, and that's where you'll see Mambo Cecile, and it's like a whole journey through like the history of Voodoo, and it sounds really cool. Um, then there's Murder Island, which also sounds fucking awesome. So it okay. takes you through the real life story of Florida's first serial killer, Ed Bloody Watson. And so this was a guy, he owned like a bunch of like sugarcane fields and stuff. And so he would hire these seasonal workers. And then at the end of the season, instead of paying them, he would just murder them all and put them in the like Jesus. swamps and like the Everglades. <gasps> And uh, I don't know if the Everglades are near there, but you know what I mean? In swamps and then, you know, whatever. And um, so he killed at least 57 people. Damn. So you're walking through. And this this maze is, like, built, like, where it is in Orlando. It, like, you're basically walking through kind of the swampy area. Like, it's supposed to be really cool and, like, authentic. And I'm most excited about the third one, which is called Ghost Ship. And they have a new character this year. Her name is Lady Mary Killigrew. And so she is a captain of the ships. She's a female captain. Love it. And kind of piratey. Uh-huh. And so guests will take the staircase up to the top deck of the ship. They'll come face to face with the captain. And then this is the really cool part. So this is, it reminds me of when I used to be in gymnastics, like at the end of the day you got to go and they had like this crazy foam pit and you could like do a flip off of yeah. a trampoline into it. You there were uneven bars over it that you could drop off of, and my sister and I loved it. So after you go up and you see the captain and you're on the top deck, they make you walk the plank into a giant foam pit infested with sharks. That's awesome. <gasps> cool. I'm dying to go. And Donna, our good friend who is the owner of Incendio Beauty, she does makeup for Queen Mary and they're actually sending her to Orlando to do makeup for Dark Horizon and she's like trying to get me to go out and I'm like, girl, it's not much convincing. I just need to make sure I can pay for it. Yeah. Because I want to go. I'd love to. So yeah, so it sounds really cool. And so Dark Harbor runs from September 26th to November 2nd and we will be there opening day, I believe. And so we will, like I said, follow our social media channels and we're going to post We'll take lots of pictures because we always like dress up and then take lots of cute pictures. They look great. Yep. And definitely like in the ice bar, just like being bad bitches. Mm -hmm. And um, this is why this Halloween season upon us is so great because black is so strongly encouraged yes. and everyone looks good in black. Yes. I love it. Oh, I'm already like planning out outfits in my head. I'm yeah, so excited. And yeah, so we will document that for you. And I'm going to some events for Creepy Kingdom as well. And I will still cover them for High Crime while I'm there. Also, I'll do a write-up for Creepy Kingdom. But if you follow the Instagram, I will be posting for High Crime. So lots of cool stuff to look forward to. And we still have that contest. Um, I think we'll run it until October. So just you just have to leave us a review. And then if you comment on our Instagram posts and tell us, like, whatever name, Apple name you use to leave the review so we can find it, you're entered. And you could win a really cute little cannabis leaf necklace. You can win a ring that has Barb from Stranger Things. We have freaking R.I.P. Barb. Things. I know, R.I.P. Barb. Fucking Ted Bundy earrings. We've got the little pin for the lollipop. What? I want those. Oh, I know. I know. They're really cool. I also have H.H. Holmes. 
I also like the Ted Bundy ones because I like that style. Like, it's, like, the nice Oh, I love that. The little bubble. It looks, like, yeah. vintage, but then fucking Ted Bundy's on yeah. it. It's same thing. I bought myself. So I bought a shit ton from this this company called Madame Whiskers when I was at Midsummer Scream. So there are other brands. I bought a lot of stuff from her. And one of the things I bought is a ring just like the Barb one, but instead of Barb, it's a... Uh, Cherith, the Goblin King from Oh Labyrinth. my god, of course. It makes me so happy. I love it. Um, but yeah, so there's like a lot of cool stuff. Um, we also have a, a cute pin that's not spooky. It says Hello Beautiful. It's pink. It's cute. And uh, yeah, just some fun stuff. And I will mail it to you for free. Uh, you just have to enter. Tell your friends. Do you know how much stamps are worth these days and envelopes? That's a big leg win. Mm-hmm. That is like, yeah. You don't have to do anything. It will just show up at your house like magic. And yeah, so make sure you check out our Instagram, which is High Crime Pod. And our Facebook is High Crime Pod. Oh, and then our Twitter? High Crime Pod. Look how easy we made that for you. Like, you just need to know one phrase. Oh, I thought you meant also. Oh, <laughs> like, them all. No, 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 <laughs> no, I meant, well, Helene, what's the email? Oh, the email is info at highcrimepod.com. Highcrimepod.com. Made it so easy for you. So go give us some attention. It's also, yeah, and, like, oh, not H-I, H-I-G-H. Yeah, the full, yeah. I hope that, like, I hope that our listeners understand that pun, but... <laughs> Um, a lot of people don't understand things. I have to answer phones sometimes for work, and people are like, hello, um, is so-and-so there? And they're asking for someone, and their name is, like, Jamie. And they're like, Jamine? And you're like, no, are you asking for Jamie? And they're like, or, like, if they call for Kayla. And they're, like, not, like, I would understand if it was someone who was ESL, but, like, these are, like, clearly English native speakers being like, is it Kailala there? And you're like, Kayla, is that who you're looking for? You just made me think there was this Barbie detective game and it was a computer game. And in like, I don't know, third grade or first grade or something, my friend Amy and I would always play it. And we would take turns as to who like logged in because Barbie would talk to you. Like they'd be like, Amy, it's a clue. <laughs> so when we put my name in one, it was, it didn't like Insta fill. Like I had to write the whole thing. And she, when she pronounced it, no joke. She said, Kaila. <laughs> that is what Barbie said. Kaila. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So we always Kaila. have. <laughs> I love it. I'm also so sweaty. Yeah, so I think this is a good time to wrap it up, and I would love to put the air conditioner back on because we are in the valley. So if it's 85 near you, it's probably 100 by us. Yep. And okay. if you want to come swimming in Caleb's pool, please join us. Yes, I love when we invite people places on this podcast because it's going to get posted a week later. In this case, two weeks. This is going on the 25th. So. This gives you time to figure out where Kayla lives. Oh, thank you. So if I get murdered, it's because Jamie encouraged you all to find where I live. No, murder's going up in LA. (laughs) And if you follow me on Twitter, you can find out where I buy Depends so that I could watch Kayla and Jamie go to Dark Harbor (laughs) and that I could watch it 
And then just in case I pee, I'll send you guys Depends coupons if you need them too. That's no, all on Twitter. What you should watch, Helene, is you should watch Ellen. It's so mean, but it's hilarious. Every year, Ellen DeGeneres sends Andy, her like one of her main producers, to a haunted house. And she like in the last few years, she's been sometimes sending like a celebrity. Like my favorite one is he t- he went through an American Horror Story haunted house. It was a pretty long one because it was sections from Murder House asylum and uh freak show i think i could it might not be her. i don't know it was like three mazes it is just wait who went through them so it's on the ellen degeneres show uh-huh. her producer andy oh he's terrified of haunted houses so she like sends him every year now and it's just fucking right. hilarious but then she has some where she sends him along with a celebrity guest oh and ariana grande it's funny because i know ariana likes this kind of stuff like she yeah. always posts about it but she still, I mean, like, oh, she still gets scared. Yeah. And she is, like, full, like, she fully falls over multiple times. Like, something pops out, and she, like, jumps back so violently, she's on the ground. It is, I'm telling you, it is the funniest freaking video. It is so good. That will make you want to go to a haunted house that point. It's just, there's so many of them, and just, like, click through and watch them. Like, he goes through with Eric Stone Street from Modern Family at one point. And honestly, the ones where he goes alone are funny. Like, there's, because he is, like, that kind of like he goes through it and it's like a combination of fear and anger you know Mm. like for me I feel like for us it's like fear and excitement yeah and so he like gets mad at them and like he it's funny when he goes through with people because he's like oh okay like if someone pops up and they get scared he's like well they can only do it once which is like (laughs) that's not a rule so like he'll be like it's okay they can only do it once and then they'll pop out again and be like one time (laughs) and then there was one where like a door opened and someone came out and he literally Push them, reaches over, grabs the knob, and pulls the door shut. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but yeah, watch that video. I'm going to make you watch it after we're done this. And it is so funny. Um, but yeah, thank you, everybody, who has already given us a five-star review. We really appreciate it. The fact that we're charting on iTunes, even if it's not, like, you know, top ten or whatever, is so amazing. And I feel like it feels unreal. I don't know what yeah. you mean for that. It means, thing. like, if you're talking about, like, the top, couple, you know, however many podcasts, like, we're on the list on Apple, on the Apple uh, iTunes podcast, Apple podcast. Oh. Apple iTunes. Like, we got a high enough score to be on the list. Well, like, more, there are enough people subscribing, listening, downloading, and uh, leaving reviews that we... Basically, it means that Apple is acknowledging that we exist. I've always wanted Apple to acknowledge that I exist. Exactly. So there you Damn. go. That's and all I've ever wanted. Trending in like Canada and England. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Oh, I, okay. Next time, I promise. Okay. There's a British lesbian murder, and I will do that next time. Okay. Okay. All right. Perfect. But I think that's good. I think we should each go finish eating our food or we did eat earlier i don't know we should go do something else for us it's turning the air on yeah later Later, i also like over the countdown yeah and then then still didn't do it (laughs) the same time as us (laughs) later buds